It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens. It's great to be with you. And we are in a countdown to the election of our lifetime. So we have just over three weeks, three more Saturdays. And so we're dealing with what about the election are we concerned with today? And when you look at the idea that one person, one vote, and we're going to keep hammering this because I want the election boards to hear us loud and clear across this state, across this region, we must know that you are doing your oath of office, you're honoring that oath of office, and you're doing your due diligence to ensure one person, one vote, no hanky-panky in our elections. We have a problem, which we have talked about recently on the show, with regard to early counting. In the early counting What occurs is a tabulation of where we are. Now, why does that matter? People say, yeah, but it's good to know where we are. That's transparency. But if it's used in conjunction with a system that allows people, humans, or a system of people to determine where we are so they can fill that gap and ensure they win, that is problematic. It's not only problematic, it's fraud. But it's really hard to prove because there's so many layers of deception now in this election process. So I just recently, we may play a few minutes of it after the break uh, at the half past, but I was just listening to something that's two hours long. When you get into election fraud and election integrity issues, you go down a rabbit hole that is intense and deep and wide. So it can be a lot to follow. We're going to try and present this to you today in a, you know, very simplistic, easy to, you know, understand fashion. But The thing that we have to keep remembering is when they do this early counting, which Frederick County, Maryland has decided they know best and they're going to do early counting so that they can know where we are. Well, what happens in the ERIC system, which Maryland participates in, one of about 32-ish states that does, they know at any given time who's voted and who hasn't. So when they know who's voted and who hasn't, then they can assign a vote that has not been used, including some voters who have been reactivated from what's called an inactive voter roll, and use that as a proxy, if you will, to place a vote in their name however they, the system, wishes it to go. 
So what happens is old people, dead people, and out-of-state residents now are being used to forward a political agenda using our election system against we the people. Now, I was thinking about this show and like, this is so vast, it's really hard to boil it down. But I want to keep us inside of a context of self-governance. Our Constitution says, we the people are in charge and they do our bidding. But when they, some system of people, collaborate, and by the way, it's national and international. There are people within and without of this country who are participating in this process, which makes it international interference in our elections, which, by the way, changes the game completely in terms of who has authority to step in to stop the steal, not just of our votes, but of our country. So this Eric system allows those votes to be assigned as they wish, which is what you saw in 2020. And by the way, they've been testing it long before 2020. So the real question here is, how do we know that we can have a fair election on November 8th, 2022? Because the system is in place. The system is in place. They have the evidence that they've been rigging it. They know what they're doing. They have the algorithms. They have the uh, data showing the flips of the votes. Okay, so all of this has occurred, and we know that. But what's happening around the country and around the state of Maryland, and by the way, Maryland politicians are so quick to quote We have fair elections in Maryland. That's what they say. The only problem is the data doesn't bear that out, okay? And the evidence doesn't bear that out. So we're here to try and dispel something, but we cannot give up on our desire and our right to vote. So whatever I tell you today is within the caveat that you still must vote on November 8th, and we must flood the polls because the truth will overwhelm the fraud. But you have to flood the polls. Don't do early voting. Don't participate in the nonsense. Show up on that one day that God gave you to vote for your freedom. Now, that being said, I want to bring on Suzanne, who's calling in. She's in um, another area around the uh, state, Anne Arundel County. And I would like for Suzanne to give us her kind of read on what's been going on specific even in Anne Arundel County. So good morning, Suzanne. Suzanne, are you there? Good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Well, first of all, thank you for availing yourself bright and early on a Saturday morning. I'm so used to it at this point. I forget people like to sleep in. So I really appreciate you uh, you being with us. And I thought, I, if you could please, give us a, a kind of a broad brush stroke of Anne Arundel as you see it. And your county was one of the first to say, you know what, we're not going to participate in early counting. Uh, so I really commend you all for, for taking that leadership. Can you talk to us a little bit about what's going on in Anne Arundel County? Well, I want to give credit to our Board of Elections in Anne Arundel County because we have 
we have people that are listening. We have people who I think are looking at this from a balanced perspective that, yeah, well, maybe anything is possible, right? I mean, anyone who denounces that there is fraud or possible anomalies going on, I think I, I, I think they haven't been paying attention the last number of years. And I think that if you're not paying attention, you're not seeing all the news that's coming in from Wisconsin and Georgia and Pennsylvania. And even there was a story this week in Delaware. Um, so Anne Arundel County, uh, we have a team called the Precinct Strategy Group, and we've been trying to help candidates who want to work for the people. They're not interested in the political games, um, but they don't get to go very far. So another aspect we've been paying attention to are elections and how they're being run. So I'm not exactly sure what specific questions you'd like. Well, um, let me let me we say this. Upon ourselves. Suzanne, let me yeah. just one thing I think is important because uh, you spoke to the election boards. Listen, there's some really dedicated people. This is not a slam on all people in the election boards. There's some very, you know, upstanding citizens who are doing their, you know, civic duty and we appreciate that, okay? But there are also some who are participating in the the deception and the fraud. So what I think one thing we need to make sure that these election boards have a duty to let us see the data. That includes these um, the rolls, the voter rolls. Were you able to get the voter rolls out of your election board so that you could you could address any um, inconsistencies or or people, frankly, who should not be given the opportunity to vote. So that vote is basically taken out of the ERIC system and not available to be used. That's more um, technical. Yes and no. What I can talk about is our hands-on, boots on the ground. We did our own canvas with election data. Okay, from the Board of Elections. And tell people and what, you, what you mean by Canvas so they understand. Uh, we went out and we knocked on doors and we asked people, did you vote in 2020? And if you did, how did you vote? And we got answers. Some people didn't want to answer the door. Some people were afraid to talk about the election. Some people were incredibly excited to talk about the election, but I have to say a majority of people that you knock on their doors, they want, they want to know that their vote counts. So we had a list. Um, Baltimore County did a canvas. Uh, we worked this summer on a canvas in Easton, and Anne Arundel County did a canvas, I don't know, a couple of months ago. So we had a list of 600 uh, 600 addresses. And of those 600, 325 we basically made some sort of contact with. Of that, of that 325, 247 of those houses, which is 54%, had voter 
registration that did not match the Board of Elections data. That's Wait, 54%. That's huge. That's pretty big. It's pretty big. I mean, I, I'm not going to point any fingers or accuse anyone of anything, but once you start really doing the groundwork and trying to figure out why is everything seem a little foggy, we did the groundwork and we found the proof. And we focused on three groups, inactive voters uh, on 2020. Those are people who are not supposed to be, they're, they're not active. Like you were talking about earlier, these these kind of phantom votes that they activate when they need them. We had that happen in the primary in one of our districts that we're aware of, uh, or we believe that we do. The second thing uh, we looked for were twins. Okay, that sounds odd. Like, how many twins are out there? Like, two old ladies living in a home together. There were a lot of them, uh, according to the Board of Elections. We can also call them doubles, if you'd like. That means the same address and a date of birth. That's at least two people with the same birth date and name living in one address. There also were triples, so we'll call them triplets. Or, And then the third thing we looked for was uh, people who voted in 2020 but moved prior to the election. There, actually, there was a fourth one. Six or more voters at the same address in 2020. All right, let's stop I there. Let's the, stop there, Suzanne. Okay. How many instances were there six or more voters where there was uh, an, um, in, inaccuracies? I'm going to have, I, I don't, that data is in my phone. I'd have to get back to you okay, on that one. That's fine. But, but was again, it a lot? Were you surprised? 54%. Were you surprised by? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Last year, I worked on the Annapolis city election. We worked on it very closely. We had all eight, uh, they're called, um, what are they called here? They're not districts, but we'll say all eight uh, boroughs covered. And we knocked on doors all across the Annapolis landscape. And what was so shocking and what was so frustrating was to walk up to a door and you've got 15 people or more sometimes, Republican, Democrat, independent, uh, unaffiliated, uh, maybe a Green Party every once in a while or something else. And you're just thinking, what am I even going to find when I knock on this door? So it's bad. It's really bad. And you only start to learn this once you start knocking on doors and meeting with people and talking with them and things don't add up. So, Suzanne, I really appreciate the hard work and your leadership that you're providing in Anne Arundel County. Um, and how can people follow your work? You're with the Conservative Club? No, that I think you, maybe you're thinking of. Our, our group is called Precinct Strategy. Oh, gotcha. We. So it's not partisan. Uh, it's nonpartisan. No. I, I mean, we want truth. It, it, no. Most of us are conservatives, I will say, but this isn't about party. It's, it is completely nonpartisan. All of this, the people we're talking to are from every walk of life. Uh, we're not even talking about. That's not even one of the questions. How did you vote or, right, right. or who did you vote for or gotcha. what party are you with? 
We don't care. Got it. How that do doesn't people, matter. How do people follow your work and get involved and learn about the precinct strategy? Well, the, if anybody can across the country, because it's a nationwide movement, and you just need to Google precinct strategy, and Dan Schultz's webpage will come up, and he'll connect you with someone anywhere in the country. Beautiful. Uh, General Flynn recently became a precinct committeeman down in Sarasota, Florida. So this movement is huge. It's, you want to learn more about it, you can listen to Steve Bannon's War Room. Just stream it one day a week, and you'll hear about it, because Dan Schultz is on there. Our group in Anne Arundel County uh, has a Facebook page. We have a Telegram page. It's P-P-A-A-C-O, and it's pre- that's Precinct Project Anne Arundel County, P-P-A-A-C-O. Perfect. You can find us on Telegram. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, I, we have a new email address, and I'm trying to think of it. I think it's called PPAACO Communications at Proton Mail, or it could be at Gmail, one okay. of those. So, so what we'll me. do. We've got well, a lot of new information. Let me have people find you on social media. That will be the best hookup for you guys. And listen, I really appreciate the yes. great work and the leadership that you all are providing in Anne Arundel County. Thank you so much for being with me on Success Happens this morning. We are standing for truth and transparency in the election process and let the chips fall where they may. This is not a party issue. This is a save our country issue. Thank you, Suzanne. Have a great day. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Jennifer. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. We'll be right back. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. This is Natalie Boss with an election fraud update. A recently filed RICO racketeering case, Gibson v. Maryland, includes defendants from 21 Maryland jurisdictions, Baltimore City, state and local election boards, and CTCL, which is a nonprofit funded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg with Zuckerbugs. Also included are other unknown defendants. The case alleges that CTCL paid local boards $6.2 million and paid people to commit election fraud. If you saw something, say something. Email me at natalieaboss13 at gmail.com. Your information will be confidential. Make a difference, volunteer, or donate today to help with legal costs. Send checks payable to Charlton Scientific, 501c3, nonpartisan, nonprofit, to P.O. Box 370, Woodsboro, Maryland, 21798. For more information, Email natalieaboss13 at gmail.com. Help us ensure free and fair elections. Thank you. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh made selections, including dairy-free and all natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapple Heating and Air Conditioning.
Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and it is great to be with you. We are here live in the studio at WFMD, and I have with me once again Walter Charlton, who is my dear old dad, but he's also an amazing attorney who's a patriot and dedicated to saving our country. And we're all working so hard. People like Suzanne and Natalie and Robin Sachs and, you know, many of the America First candidates, okay, America First candidates who are working to save our country because we cannot allow election interference to overwhelm and overtake our system of governance. And that's where we are. So, Dad, I'd like to, first of all, welcome you back and then say to you, what do you think about what you heard from Suzanne in terms of, you know, this election fraud and manipulation of of data that's going on? Well, let me say this. I think that what what Suzanne talked about and this subject needs to be unpacked. This is a huge, huge subject. And the problem with the question you're asking me is this. How how do you it's it's like how do you eat an elephant? You start with one bite at a time. And this where we are is is a place that I would like to comment upon because my whole career has been taking enormously complex things and trying to make sense of them. Now, this is that kind of subject. So that what we have here is something that General Eisenhower commented upon. We would need to start real a long time ago and far, far away. General Eisenhower said as his parting comment, one of the greatest heroes in in American history, he said, beware the military-industrial complex. Now, what we have, when you look at it from that perspective, historical perspective, is we have the culmination of the military-government-industrial complex and it's run off with our country. Now, what Suzanne talked about was an amazing introduction to this for this reason. And I'm just starting with this as an example. Anne Arundel County, one of my buddies and my attorney was a an election judge in Anne Arundel County. And he said to me some time ago, oh, Anne Arundel County is just fine. I said, you're wrong. There's all kinds of things going on here. He said, oh, no, I I participated in the counting myself. Well, Suzanne just unpacked that. The the frauds in Anne Arundel County and in Maryland and, and throughout the whole country are eight, approximately eight different types of fraud. And they they start off with the 
the instances that Suzanne talked about, and they go through Xeroxing of, of ballots, and they go through actual changing of the counts electronically. Now, these, I want to talk about this and what then can be done and where we are. Okay, we're going to do that right after the break. We're going to go to news and weather. You're listening to Success Happens. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. And Dianovich and Associates, a great security company providing service and security for businesses and, and high profile individuals. And we'll be right back. This is 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Now. WFMD News. Video from the incident last week inside the Governor Thomas Johnson High School cafeteria has been released. It shows the school resource officer disarming a 14-year-old girl who had a knife and had threatened another student. On Thursday's Morning News Express on WFMD, Frederick County Sheriff Chuck Jenkins was asked why this video was made public. I felt this particular incident was so egregious that the public had the right and the need to know. He also said this video shows how quickly the school resource officer went into action. I wanted the public to see how the resource officer that was right there and responded to this so instinctively, effectively, with a minimal use of force to a situation that could have been fatal. The 14-year-old girl has been charged as a juvenile with assault, resisting arrest, disturbing school operations, and having a dangerous weapon on school property. Early voting registration in the state of Maryland ends October 18th. Those wishing to vote early should make sure all their voting information is updated by the 18th as well. Frederick County Election Director Barbara Wagner says those who missed the deadline for early registration are still able to cast a ballot. So you can pretty much register anytime, anywhere you want to. But online, we found, is the most efficient. So people can get on the state board website and um, download a form to register. Voters can also choose to register prior to November 8th in person on the day of election. Early voting in Frederick County runs from October 27th through November 3rd. Voters can also request a mail-in ballot before November 1st. For additional details on these and other stories you hear on WFMD, go to our website, WFMD.com. I'm Kevin McManus on Mid-Maryland's Radio News Center 930 WFMD. WFMB's Fox News Update, a service of the Safe Retirement Solutions team at saferetirementsolutions.com. Fox News, I'm Karen McHugh. We're learning more about the victims and about who was behind Thursday's mass shooting in North Carolina that left five dead. A woman who has kids that go to school with them say he and his brother, 16-year-old James Roger Thompson, kept to themselves and seemed depressed. The brother of the suspect was killed during the rampage. 34-year-old Mary Marshall was a bride-to-be out walking her dog. 52-year-old Nicole Connor's husband remembered his wife for being a good person and taking good care of her family. And Susan Karanitz leaves behind her husband and three boys ages 10 to 14 years old. Fox's Ashley Strohmeyer. From the Midwest to the East Coast, a change in the weather is coming. We have got some much colder air coming in this week. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, another front begins to move on through, and so a reinforcing batch of the coldest air of the season coming on in all the way down towards the southeast. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichbuth. America is listening to Fox News. the 930 WFMD Skyscan forecast for Frederick and surrounding counties. As we head into the day, sunny with a high near 74 and south winds 5 to 14 miles per hour with gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. 
Saturday night will have a low around 46 and west winds around 6 miles per hour. Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 67 and light west wind. Sunday night will have a 30% chance of rain showers with a low around 51. PG's Roofing. When it comes to your roof, they've got you covered. Visit pgsroofing.com. I'm Dan Sutton. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick. The best for your pool today. The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I am here with Walter Charlton, and we are talking about election fraud and what can we do. And it's interesting if you think back to what you just listened to on the news about Frederick County elections from the director of election board uh, or the election office, Barbara Wagner. You know, this idea that, wow, you can just register anytime, anywhere. The problem with that is there there's a lack of control over how that gets implemented. So therefore, abuses can and will take place. A hundred percent. I mean, it definitely will happen. It's just a matter to what degree and whether or not they are interested in catching the people who cheat. So, you know, cheating the election system. Well, first of all, it's a felony. So, Dad, maybe you can speak to this in terms of what is the what is the cost to somebody if they cheat and they get caught in in voter fraud? What's the penalty? That's a that's an easy question. Um, the, the criminal laws are are severe, but if everybody laughs at them, the penalty is zero. Well, but when you get caught, and people have been getting caught, by the way. Well, you, you know, and it's you a mean, felony. You and don't all mean of that. caught; you mean convicted. That's what I mean. Now, now here is the thing. Going back to the previous discussion from Anne Arundel County. These frauds are intentional by people who cheat. Now, I got into this mess by an organization called 20-20 Watch. Lewis Porter and his crew have been operating in Maryland since just after the turn of the century. And they have been investigating things like like Robin Sachs and like the lady from Anne Arundel County and all that this whole time. And they have filed written reports with the with the state officials, including the governors, who were totally ignored. So that you know if the guy robs 20 banks and never gets caught and never even gets chased, what is the penalty? The penalty is zero. He laughs his, what you call it, off. Okay? <laughs> and that is a situation. Now, what I want to do, coming from an auditor's viewpoint, I want to come from the viewpoint, the global viewpoint, and the national viewpoint of where we are for each state. And I went through a period a couple of months ago of traumatic reevaluation. 
I was extremely upset because I couldn't figure out how the magnitude of this fraud that is going on could actually reach the General Eisenhower's predictions. How is it technically and physically possible to even do this? And there is an answer. And the answer is so simple. If the cheaters, and you notice I didn't say Democrats, and I didn't say, it's anybody who cheats, and most of the cheaters cheat because they want to steal. There is a monetary motivation in cheating. So, how can they do this, and how can, for example, the Maryland State Election Board control the thing? You use the word control. How does one manage such a mass of data? And the answer, and it was driving me nuts, because I did database systems analysis and audit for the federal government when there wasn't any such thing as databases. It predated computers. But we, in our auditing group, did it. And so I understood this, and I, I could not understand how can this event that we're watching for the whole country, how can it be possible? Well, the answer is real simple. There is a nationwide network of database control by, and I, I'll use this word, by communists, 2% or some very small percent of the election officials in Maryland as a key data point and across the country are dedicated communists their purpose in life is to overthrow our form of government. And guess what? They've already done it. And nobody can even argue this point. So that, But how physically is it possible? Here is how it's possible. They have secret databases spread out in every state perhaps even into the cloud. Who knows how they interconnect with today's technology. And they know from early voting, and they know from other data sources, because these people are smart, and they got all the money in the world with Zuckerbucks and friends. And Soros. And Soros. And the, and the international communist conspiracy who are set, have set out to deep-six this country. Now, I want to say they something They know before. everything they need to know, and that's the starting point of this data control system. Yeah, and when you talk about conspiracy, it's very important to ex keep present for people that conspiracies happen. They get prosecuted. They do occur. One of the things you have going on right now, Dad, is this RICO case. And we've talked about it on air, but that is basically the organized, we could call it organized crime, against the country. Oh, oh it is organized crime. No question about it. Through the election process. 
So think about it. And I want to pause because we're going to take a break in a minute. But I want to plant the seed with everybody. Remember that we talk about election has consequences. But imagine that through the election process, people can grab power, exert control, and determine our future by who they install into a particular office using money. Now, this is where, you know, money, you know, changes perception with advertising, because by the way, they say what a great guy somebody is, but then they don't talk about the other things the person does. So advertising lies. You as a voter have to be discerning because of course they're going to say what a great guy somebody is or girl, woman. So it's, you have to look behind the curtain and get to know the individual based on their record, their performance, and their associations. So one of the things I want to, because we're talking about Soros, I want to put out there right now. In Maryland, Westmore, if we're not careful, may become your next governor. Now, let me explain the consequences of an election. He's funded by Soros. He's associated with Harvey Weinstein. That's on Robin Hood's website. I'm not making it up. So, you know, by the way, we have the screenshot, so they can take it down. But it will still be true that this was there. Okay, so so the manipulation of information. I just learned yesterday that 70% of the conservative ads for politicians are being blocked by social media. Now, get the consequence of that. If how you get a lot of your information is through social media, they are crafting and manipulating you and the narrative. So we'll be right back, but I wanted to let you kind of ponder that because We have to take interest in what's happening in these elections, and we need people to show up to the elections and participate in the process, and you should contact your local election board to find out how you can get involved. We'll be right back. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick. The best for your pool today. Now, I have a big ask of you. Won't you please consider supporting our show with a small gift to cover coffee for my guests, airtime on WFMD, social media promotion, or media travel that brings you the critical information you need? A one-time gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Or please consider becoming a member of Success Happens for $25 a month. Together, we will make a big difference please go to givesendgo.com backslash donate success happens. Again, givesendgo.com backslash donate success happens to make a gift. 
Integrity, truth, and transparency on a solid foundation of faith in God remain fundamental to my work and critical, I believe, to save our country. Let's make success happen together. May God bless you and your family for your patriotism and support. It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio, beginning in less than 30 minutes, right here on 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Walter Charlton. So why don't you continue what you wanted to share about election fraud? Okay. Uh, as, As we started off with, this election fraud is everywhere it's and if there is a control system controlling it then how do you stop how do you fix the system answer this whole election system has been corrupt for 200 years and it's now total it's totally corrupt so it's got to be scrapped and you start over but as as my audit experience taught me many years ago, when a system is is corrupt and gone and finished, you, the other question is, okay, how do you survive and keep breathing and keep your business going and keep your election going and and the country going in the meantime? The answer is, you scrap it and you. Do by hand everything. The the paper ballots are not the answer. The answer is hand control in in the old-fashioned, 200-year-old way with pencil, paper, and, and adding machines, maybe. We can trust the adding machines. And you... You do your counts and you... I mean, after all, counting votes, is, you, you got 10 fingers and 10 toes and you can... Counting is a very, very simple thing. The problem is when you get into the complexities of the machines and manipulations and all that. So you must stop and do the double check... For every county, every state, across the board, and scrap all the junk until you get the junk straightened out to where it works. Right now, it is a fraudulent conspiracy run by communists, and everything is controlled. And it just is unacceptable. And it's got to be scrapped and scrapped right now. Starting in two weeks, you can put together a, a crew in every county in the whole United States. And you, you add up your numbers the, the old way. And for God's sakes, don't let the media total things. Because all of that is part of the manipulation, starting with the database controls that is hidden and now, interesting question. How come our government let this happen? Well, the answer is quite simple. They wanted to. And the FBI being totally corrupt, the Department of Justice being totally corrupt, and 
God knows how many state and federal judges are corrupt. I hope it's a low number, but we will never know till we sort this out using the old-fashioned methodology of audits. Now, as us in the profession know, the government doesn't even audit anymore. They stopped auditing in the General Accounting Office some years ago, which is was perhaps the root of the whole problem. But and why that's you, a different wh- subject. Why do you know that, Dad? I know that because I was there. I presently represent about 10,000 fired auditors, and they were fired because they audited too good. From the and, General Accounting And who Office. wanted them to do that? Well... Our Congress, they go in poor, they come out rich. So this has been a systematic approach to the dissembling of this country in from the infrastructure side. I mean, we know that we have <clears throat> we have three towers of power. We've got the Depar- Department of Justice, the judicial system, we have the executive branch, and we have the legislative branch. But now they seem to be intertwined. Now, Dad, would you please talk about your RICO case and explain to people where we are in trying to deal with the systemic conspiratorial uh, fraud that has been taking place in our election system? Okay. The question is, from a legal viewpoint, how do you approach such a mess as this? And we, us, we attorneys have seen case after case by expert attorneys like Sidney Powell fail for one reason or another. Okay, the reason, so we undertook... 2020 watch and 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 those people who have supported this case decided the only approach that can possibly work is an overall approach looking at the whole corrupt system as a whole so we have filed it was filed on july the 4th and it's gone through some changes and iterations we have filed a RICO case, that is a conspiracy case covering every voter in the United States. It's a multi-district, federal, double-class action, which means that if it's filed in the United States District Court for the District of Maryland as a multi-district litigation, meaning that It crosses state lines. There is a special court set up to handle such matters that, frankly, I've been practicing law for nearly 50 years, and and I never even knew about this. But there is a special court that has its own courthouse and everything, um, where each of the – there are seven judges – one from each judicial district, and they have the power established by the Supreme Court of the United States to go through every state and invoke constitutional law and straighten out such messes as RICO operations where the 
the mob has taken over the country or substantial parts of the country. Or the equivalent in voter fraud. Now, there's no doubt that the voter fraud has occurred. That's The question really is, how do you handle it? But this Well, is and a, also, what is the magnitude? Well, the magnitude of this, of our case, is unlimited. This, this case is filed in such a fashion as that if the judicial panel accepts the case, if there are enough... Uh, federal cases filed or or created across the country, they can straighten everything out. This judicial panel functions exactly with the power of the Supreme Court and with the power of all the federal officials. For example, What's it the called? Secret Service. What's it called, the panel? It's called Multi-District Litigation, MDL. And there's the MDL panel. And they have the jurisdiction and the power to do such things as eviscerate the FBI if they had to. In other words, when, when uh, the guy uh, Maddox stood in the, in, the, in the hall of Alabama and says, I am not going to integrate, oh, yes, he was, and he did because the federal troops were called out. The, 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 everybody is under the control of law because that's what our Constitution means. We used to have the rule of law governing. Right now, we don't. The conspiracy has taken over everything. The rule of law is just what uh, Biden wants it to be, for example. And, you know, that's enough to boggle everybody's mind. Well, and let me say this, and we're at the top of the show, but, I, you know, uh, Biden et al., we could call him O'Biden and all of his people, and, and uh, Biden's a puppet. We know that. There's no way that man's making any decisions. So the question is, who are the people behind the curtain? And, you know, when we, the people, vote, we expect that the people we vote are the ones who we can hold to account. But if there's somebody else behind the curtain operating and running things, then that accountability is lost as well. Not just transparency, but accountability. And we must be able to hold people to account. So I, you know, really, what is your final thought, Dad, about all this? Because this is, it is complex. It's a deep and wide rabbit hole. And for a lot of people, they think, yeah, what, why bother? Or, you know, it sounds like all is lost. Give us some hope. There is hope. And it's, I, and I had actual experience with, with the solution to this before. When, when the system fails, you scrap the system and you, you do it by hand. You we know how to count because we're humans. We know how. This is not a Democrat or a 